0: Welcome to Let's Talk Diz, a show that gives you everything you need to know to help make your Disney vacation as magical as can be in just about 20 minutes. I'm your host, Jeff Coviello. With me each week is Disney Master Sandy from Easy Diz by Instant Impressions Travel Services. Sandy, how are you doing today?
1: I am so excited to talk about tonight's show, Jeff. It is all things that I love.
0: Well, it's West Coast, and we are going to talk about food and wine on the West Coast. So I'm going to let you introduce it the way that it is known out there, so folks that are unfamiliar with that, as I am, can really get to know what the experience is and everything we need to know about it.
1: Of course. It is Disney California Adventure Food and Wine Festival 2022 edition.
0: There you go. Okay. so. As I said, I'm clearly familiar with the East Coast version of it. So let's, let's break it down. Tell us about it. When does it run and where is it located exactly?
1: It unfortunately has a pretty short run. They've been extending all of the East Coast festivals to be these months and months long. This one is pretty short. It's March 4th to April 26th. And I can't urge you enough to make your way out to California in the next six weeks. You've heard me talk on previous shows what a Disneyland fan I am, what a fan of their festivals I am. But this festival in particular, if you're a foodie, this is the place to be.
0: So it's the place to be. And for those of us, like I said, that have not been out there, you're not buying the ticket for Disneyland Park, correct?
1: It is in California Adventure, their second park. And A little unique. Again, Disneyland is such a small, compact footprint. I actually didn't buy a park ticket for my arrival day. My flight from the East Coast landed about 3 p.m. by the time I got to the hotel. They have some of their restaurants in downtown Disney, which they do still call it out there, participating. So I did food and wine outside the park before I went in on the next day.
0: Very cool. Tell us, I guess, what's new? What experiences are new in this particular festival?
1: I think one of the things that I've said before that they do so well out in California is make sure that they're engaging the kids. And so new this year from the Disney Junior TV show, Alice's Wonderland Bakery, they have an unbirthday party. (laughs) It's multiple times a day. It's about six times a day while I was there. 32 kids get to participate ages 3 to 11 in each show. It is free for your child to participate. The sign-ups start about 45 minutes prior. They bring them out. They get to be part of the set, decorate their cupcake, be part of the bakery and the birthday party. There is a surprise visit from Minnie near the end. And... It is just so much fun. And again, one of the things that I have to point out because it's Disney and they're awesome. They do have, instead of a cupcake, a gluten-free cookie if your child needs gluten-free. And I know some of you are saying, wow, that kind of segregates them. You know, Why aren't they getting a cupcake like everyone else? The reason is it's very obvious they have the gluten-free. So if you're an allergen parent, you're satisfied because you know there's no mistake And did they get the wrong cupcake. Uh,
0: and I'll say Alice's Wonderland Bakery has made its way into my house in a big, big way. So kudos to Disney for taking advantage of, of this new reimagining of the, ca- the characters within that story because my kids, very, pun intended here, are very much eating it up. So I think that would be an experience they would definitely love.
1: It was really adorable. And we're going to throw a video up on our YouTube channel so you can check it out.
0: Okay. So let's, I guess, break down the food, right? I know that you have a couple things that you really, really like about the way that they run their festivals out there. So we can obviously start there, but then let's break down everything they have to offer in this particular festival.
1: So many great options. So there are 12 unique kiosks just for the festival and kudos to the Imagineering team. They work hard to name and design those kiosks unique to every festival. And they did a great job. I actually think they put a lot more into the design of those festival booths out in California. So 12 kiosks, 13 of the restaurants or snack carts within California Adventure that have a festival specific item on their menu. And then nine restaurants participating in downtown Disney. So lots of places participating. A total of 42 food items, and some are mini entrees and many are desserts, and 70 drinks. And I will say, I did my fair share here. Um, a little bit unique for them, I think, as opposed to what we're used to at Food and Wine. This wasn't just wine and beer, there were a lot of different cocktail options, mimosas. And one of the things that I really liked is At the kiosks that had six wines or six to 12 beers, you could do a flight. So instead of having to make choices, you got three or four sample portions of that alcohol to give it a try.
0: That's a good call. One of the questions I have for you before we, we really dive into this is, for those of us that are East Coasters that have gone to the Food and Wine Festival in Epcot, we know that the Food and Wine Festival is very much rooted in the countries that are around World Showcase. There are some other things that have been added to it over the years, but really the countries are really what make this up. Talk to us about why they've decided to do certain things and and what those things are out in California, because they don't have world showcase there to tap into.
1: That's a great point. And I think when you walk into California adventure, if you've never been a West coast person, you can visualize what I'm going to talk about in the East coast. Every park has that entryway. You know, when you're in animal kingdom, you go down and you're kind of walking through the foliage till you get to that first bridge. And, When you're in Hollywood Studios, you're all the way down the boulevard till you get to the Chinese Theater. In California Adventure, that main thoroughway actually goes all the way from the front of the park all the way straight back. That one long spot is typically where we find most of their kiosks and then they extend into some of the other areas. I think it's also why we found that All of the restaurants want to participate. They all want to have that unique item. And again, keeping in mind that they pack so much into a limited space in California. So I love it because it is very easy to get around and see everything and get to all the kiosks and get to all the entertainment without a lot of effort.
0: But you would say that definitely, if you're juxtaposing it with the East Coast Sister Festival, it's different.
1: It is different. Um, and I think part of that difference, honestly, comes in the weather. While Disney World has to prepare for those famous afternoon showers and think about people not always being able to be outside. right? We're here. There's so much outdoors, and as we've talked about in other shows, one of the things that disneyland does in their festivals is this option just for the kiosks not all the restaurant add-ons but you can go to your first kiosk and order food for all 12 kiosks and so you can literally eat your way through without standing in all of those lines and so i will say i think i had more festival food in my two days there than I've had in any Epcot festival in one visit.
0: Well, and I think it's important to point out when I say it's different, I don't mean that in a bad way. It's just that you're not necessarily replicating the experience that you would get if you were visiting one or visiting the other. So just be aware of that as you're attempting to tackle this festival in California. The one thing that I think is, is definitely, and you alluded to this when you talked about Alice's Wonderland bakery on birthday party The attention to detail when it comes to allergies and preferences is something that we see everywhere in Disney. I'm assuming this festival is absolutely no exception to that rule.
1: It is not. Again, they worked really hard this year. You see a lot of different things. There's a lot marked for vegan. There's a whole section of the festival menu that's just falling under what they're calling kid-friendly. I'll admit to trying some of those. I'll admit (laughs) to telling you that one or two were an epic fail in my mind, but Ooh. many were delicious. Um, they've got a lot that's plant-based. As I said, you've got vegan, you've got gluten-free. And so they really work on hitting that menu. And again, those little me- um, passports that we get for all of the festivals really do a good job, not just guiding you through, but kind of an index at the end. Oh, you want the plant-based? Here's all the plant-based options. You want vegetarian? Here's all the options. So. Great way to kind of break it all down for you.
0: All right. So we've waited long enough. I am I am ready to hear some of the ones that you walked away saying, I've got to mention this. People need to know this is here. They need to try it. What were some of your favorites? Break them down to us in detail so we can be starving by the time you're finished.
1: So if you've listened to the show, you know that I have more than a little bit of a sweet tooth. So I'm going to start with some of the desserts. I love it. So night one. I tried, as I said, I was in downtown Disney. There is a banana pudding milkshake that I will tell you is to die for. And one of the things that's great about the festival, too, is because they are smaller portions and tasting portions, you do have a lower price tag on them. So the milkshake was still large. Um, I was at Tap House, and they're known for their over-the-top milkshakes. And this one was No exception, but a little bit smaller. So it was a $12 shake instead of their $15 to $18 standard milkshake and just absolutely delicious. But I think the big hit of the festival, and they did tell me when I did my receipt to go back and get this one early because they've been selling out on it, is this Mickey macaroon that the filling in the macaroon is like the center of a Snickers bar. Okay. With little chunks of Snickers in it. Absolutely amazing and beautiful to look at. In line with Loving Chocolate, they had a chocolate hazelnut crunch ball that was about this big four-inch circle ball with gold leaf on top. And I describe it as like the Yves Rocher chocolate. Yeah, so yeah, it had yeah. that hazelnut filling and whole hazelnuts inside. Incredible chocolate goodness. Nice. And while I'm not a normal churro eater, this one kind of called to me. I thought our listeners would want to hear about it. It was a maple bacon churro. (laughs) And I kind of hesitated. I will admit that. But, oh, my God, am I so glad that I tried that. So churro with a maple glaze on top and then little bacon bits all over it. Definitely not something you would normally think of as a combo. But again, I think they went for these more kid-friendly looking things. And that one was a hit. But I'm going to segue right into the kid-friendly one that was such a miss in my mind that I stopped every person I saw eating it to ask if they thought it was a hit or a miss. Okay. Um,
0: Word on the street. A woman on the street. Sandy says, is this a hit or a miss? What do you think?
1: It, it was a miss. Okay. It was the peanut butter and jelly mac and cheese.
0: Yeah, that doesn't sound like a hit.
1: So it was mac and cheese with brown sugar streusel and strawberry jelly on it. And then I'm way too old for this. Topped with pop rocks.
0: Yeah, no, no. It,
1: it was a miss. No. Um, my first bite. I was like, this isn't horrible. Not a wave, <laughs> but not horrible. No. Um, I, I I will say I did not make it all the way through that one. Nor did the majority of people that I spoke to. And I also tried to make sure that I spoke to people that had younger or. 10 12 year old children to see if it was just the adult palate but i will say <laughs> it was not a hit my social media post among my friends was quick to say really you tried that one
0: well you have to try so, it you have to try it you have it. to try it yeah
1: um
0: and listen kudos for, for giving it the shop but uh, you know certainly not something that you think they'll repeat what, what were some of the savory items that they so
1: had? i i went to a different mac and cheese okay. that I could eat every night. Sure. It was from their garlic kissed booth, which both of the entree type foods there were awesome. It was a carbonara garlic mac and cheese, again, with peppered bacon in it. Nice. um, And grated cheese on top. Oh, so yummy.
0: Yeah, sounds good.
1: Also from there was a grilled top sirloin. And I wasn't so sure about this one to start. It had smashed potatoes with it. And then it had a black garlic chimichurri sauce, and I could sometimes take or leave the chimichurri. But again, I ended up. I chat with people all the time when I'm at the festival, and the people at the table next to me, as we were eating, they deemed it the best item at the festival. It was delicious. Chimichurri's
0: um, tricky. It's either yours or it's not. I, I find chimichurri's
1: very- tricky, and I will say I am a don't allow my meat to be mooing person
0: okay i'm the opposite i'm i'd like to ride the rest of it home type of person
1: (laughs) i can be very hit or miss when i get something like this where they don't ask you how you like your meat done because if it's too red i'm not thrilled with it this was really nicely done with lots of flavor and the chimichurri sauce just brought it home nice again both amazing amazing entrees another popular one I will say it wasn't my favorite cuz I'm not huge on big and spicy but I did try it. Was french fries covered with brisket and pinko de gallo.
0: Oh my goodness.
1: <laughs> so it was good, but it was definitely hot. You had to be ready. Well it for also
0: it. sounds like it's a that's a meal. Like that's not that's not a side dish. Like the I hope they weren't billing it as that. That's a that sounds like it's loaded.
1: So again, one of the unique things with that one Is that it is something that you can get as an entree for, I think it was $16. Yeah, yeah. But when you get it as a festival item, you get a tasting portion, which is probably about half the size for about half the price. So it's a real win because you can try so many different things that way.
0: So you had mentioned when you first started this, that it's not just beer and wine, that there are drinks that they have to offer there. Any drinks that you had that you thought were unique enough to to talk about?
1: At the Berry Patch, I'd like to go back because I'd like another one of these. (laughs) It was a cherry chocolate mint dessert cocktail. And I'll be honest, this was another one of those where kind of what you saw in the picture didn't match what you got, but in the best way. The picture was kind of this little cocktail glass that looked like it was about six or eight ounces, but they actually gave you a full 15 ounce cup. Oh, wow. Vodka, cream de mint, cherry, chocolate syrup, coconut cream, topped with heavy whipped cream and chocolate shavings.
0: See, this is where people, different strokes for different folks. You can keep that. I'm going to go for the fries with the, bis- with the brisket. <laughs> That's more my jam than what that drink is that you just mentioned. But I could see the, Maybe know. the
1: mimosa flight is for you. Uh, I have to say, I enjoyed trying the mimosa flight that they had. Different juices that were a little bit out of the ordinary. So again, really unique things to try and- certainly something for everyone. As I said, I definitely have a sweet tooth. um, So I did gravitate towards that. But again, lots of drinks. I had a non-alcoholic one as well. That was a peach, apple, orange, and lemon juice. They had a ruby grapefruit sparkling drink, a chocolate marshmallow, cold brew coffee. They Mm, really had all kinds of things so that in those 70 drinks there was more than one thing for everybody.
0: Well, it wouldn't be a festival without merchandise. So let's let's see what could you possibly have fit in your suitcase on your way home from the West Coast?
1: Just a little bit of <laughs> merchandise. Um you saw a lot of your typical festival merchandise, special ears for the festival, t-shirts, sweatshirts, of course, with their new relationship with Corksicle, the unique festival glass. But one thing that I saw here that I haven't noticed on the East Coast is the artist sketches that I love where there are one or two or three characters and in those colored pencils. They had special food and wine festival paper that they were drawn on. And they had to have about 12 different sketches. So they had Remy and he was holding cheese in one and an apple in another um they had some unique characters there as well they had swedish chef they had lady and the tramp with of course their spaghetti that they were sharing miko was eating an apple mickey flipping mickey shaped pancakes really tried to bring in a lot of our favorite characters with their food items. So it was fun to see that difference.
0: Now, on the East Coast, we had just talked about in our Flower and Garden Festival show that the the seminars that we've come to know and love were really not happening. What about on the West Coast? Did we see any of them at their food?
1: We wine did. And I have to say, I had a great seminar. So there, again, the seminars for food and wine are always a little bit different than what we see for Flower and Garden. Right. It's usually... A beer tasting, a wine tasting, a mixology. Um, In California, they also do a winemaker's reception. And I'll be honest, I was only obviously here for one weekend and some limited time. So it worked out that there was only one mixology class for me. And I will say I went into it more for the experience. It was a whiskey class. Nice. I am not a whiskey drinker, or that's what I would have said to you if we were talking about this last week. Sure. But shout out to Trevor at Maker's Mark for making me a whiskey lover now. <laughs> um, you'll see, if you click in the show notes, I've made a download of this amazing summer cocktail that Trevor created for all of us. And you'll see photos of how we got to mix our own drinks, and we learn the importance of how to mix a drink, how to layer your drink, why you layer your drink the way you did. Sure, I never really thought about it. But when we talked about all the ingredients, he said, we mix our drink in the order of least expensive ingredient to most expensive. That way, if we make a mistake and we have to dump it before we're done, we're dumping the lemon juice, which certainly costs less than the whiskey. Super easy to make. If I can make it, anyone can make it. (laughs) And I guarantee you, you will become a whiskey lover after this.
0: Well, now we know what to get you for your birthday. Talk to us about the entertainment options before we close the show tonight, because these festivals always are packed with entertainment. What did this one have to offer?
1: And again, California, I have now kind of Gotten in the lay of the land on their festivals. And in front of their Little Mermaid ride is always their kid's spot. And again, it's a great educational opportunity. It's a break for the kids. And sometimes the parents sit down at a table, do a little arts and crafts. They made chef's hats. They had a placemat with a crossword puzzle with food words and mazes and all kinds of fun things for the kids. So, again, that's always great. Um, I'm going to send you back to our YouTube channel. We're used to the jaminators in Epcot who become the jamming chefs for food and wine. But here in California Adventure, they kind of up their game with the jamming chefs. The jamming chefs perform with Chip, Dale, and Daisy. Nice. So a little bit of character action, super fun. Um, you know, there was one point where I was like, it's hot. It may only be March, but it was 80. I was right in the sun while they were performing. And then I thought, you know what? I'm not in foreign dancing. It's not bad. <laughs> Super cute show. I actually watched it more than once. It was that good. So take a look and make sure you kind of get it on your to-do list. And then they had live music again, like we're used to in Florida and like we've seen at the other festivals out in California And so if you check your times guide, you'll see they have six different musical groups performing. The swing cats are there some of the nights, which I talked about in our holiday show. If you're into swing music or just don't even know if you are, you won't be able to help yourself, but dance along and have a great time. So be sure to check out one of the three different stages they have going with live music.
0: So before we go today, what haven't we mentioned about this festival?
1: So let's talk about the timing of the festival because that's really important to understand. So when I was there, Park opened at nine and stayed open till 10 pm. However, that is not the hours for the kiosks. Okay The kiosks don't open until 10: 30. And I guess I've never been drinking so late in California, but after talking to one of the managers, I learned that under a local ordinance, they have to stop serving alcohol an hour before they close the park. So, to make life easy and not have some things available and others not available, all of the food kiosks close one hour prior to park closing. Interesting. Okay. So, again, in my case, the park was open nine to 10, it was open 13 hours but the food was only served for 10 and a half of those hours.
0: Got it. So pay attention.
1: To so that. they start 1030 closer to lunchtime. Nobody needs to be eating some of this or drinking it too early in the morning. And then that one hour prior for closing.
0: Okay. Anything else?
1: And the last thing, because California, a lot of these places, the wines and the beers are coming right from vineyards in California. We know that California, obviously similar to Florida, has a lot of agriculture. And so just for the festival, they have brought back soaring Over California so that you are headed over that orange grove again.
0: Awesome. Love it. Well, I appreciate you taking the time and taking the trip out there to experience it. We say it every time whenever there's something going on, we have the latest update for you because you're the master and you're there, so... Thank you for the experience, and thank you for sharing your experience with us so that folks can plan their trip accordingly. My pleasure. And that's a wrap this week on Let's Talk Diz. If anyone you know can benefit from this or any show, please share on your Facebook and Instagram for other Disney fans to enjoy. And don't forget to reach out to the folks at Easy Diz by Instant Impressions Travel Services for any Disney destination planning. Make it a great week, and as always, keep making memories.